0: so today i want to talk about uh present some passages from a couple of books channeled in the 1950s from or through a man named trevor james constable sometimes uh, written as trevor james uh trevor james constable was born 1925 died the end of March 2016 just a year and a half ago the two books are uh, spacemen friends and foes 1957 and a book called they live in the sky also from uh, the mid or late 1950s now from Wikipedia there's a very minor and not very helpful I found uh, bi- biography Considered, you know, again, an early UFO writer. Um, Actually, he was from New Zealand. He served 31 years at sea and was a radio officer for the U.S. Merchant Marine. And connected to people like Eric Dollard, who was that RCA radio astronomy engineer. Um, Authored several books on aerial warfare of World War II. um, And in a more interesting um description or biography and um kind of uh, tribute to him from a man named Thomas Brown uh Thomas Joseph Brown tribute to Trevor James Constable 1925-19 uh, 2016 with the title Trevor James Constable Trailblazing Etheric Engineer um There's some interesting points. I'm not going to read the whole page, but it's useful uh, to get a sense of a background. Uh, He seems to have been a very fine man and was an associate of George Van Tassel in the 50s in the Southern California desert with the Integratron, uh, working from Wilhelm Reich's designs and Orgone, uh, and as an, quote, etheric engineer was very much interested in making rain, and cloud busting, and uh, orgone producing, and uh, all sorts of things. Uh, radio officer <clears throat> in the Merchant Marine, aviation historian, uh, and uh, he basically, he entered the British Merchant Navy, uh, became a radio officer in 1948. Uh, after he when he was 23. But basically, um, joined a Union Ship Union Steamship Company at age 17, 1942. So a guy was born between the two wars, War One and <clears> Two, <throat> who was kind of right at the time when he could have been in World War Two, but ended up being um, a radio officer on some ships. Uh, became chief radio officer for Matson Lines, which is a major global shipping company, uh, between U.S. and Hawaii, uh, on the SS Maui, hey, hey, uh, and did all sorts of research for etheric weather engineering and etheric uh, technology development. Uh, he wrote these books, They Live in the Sky invisible, incredible UFO around us, cosmic pulse of life um, and uh, you know spacemen friends and foes they live in the sky. <clears throat> he joined Borderland Sciences Research Foundation, BSRF in the 50s um, connected with George Van Tassel, who was at these UFO conferences in the 50s so probably, Uh, One of the people that perhaps, who knows, Don Elkins may have connected with uh, before, you know, in the very early days, began under Van Tassel's tutelage channeling UFO entities himself. And he wrote it, quote, blundering in where angels might be terrorized. (laughs) So he had a sense of humor about it, which was nice. Um... he wrote, he spoke in regard to his channeling experiences down the page a bit. Quote, suffice it to say that by persisting with the techniques learned at Giant Rock, which is what uh, George Van Tassel's place was in the Southern California desert, I set the stage for an eruption of the unseen world into a consciousness mine not prepared for such an impact. Becoming suddenly sensitive or sensitive suddenly. To a spectra of vibration with which one is totally unfamiliar can be an unhinging experience in recent years. The so-called psychedelic revolution has exposed untold thousands to persons untold thousands of persons to the consequences of chemical tampering with consciousness. all such forcing open of doors is destructive of orderly inner development, no matter what the academic qualifications of its advocates and um that's true <laughs> so There is some use of psychedelics in consciousness expansion, um, but uh, psychedelics is not a path, as I talked about with Ken Bach in a long interview about trends in the transpersonal psychology community of Northern California today, an interview with Ken Bach a couple of months ago. Going on, um, Trevor became very psychic, Uh, knowing what people would be saying before they spoke, whilst dealing with the entities who, quote, poured confusing rubbish into him, whatever that is. So he obviously had some mixed experiences with um, channeling. But today, um, uh, I want to look at simply the quotes from the two pages. One, spacemen, friends and foes. Two, They Live in the Sky, just some of the quotes that claim to be channeled. And you can evaluate them on your own, but they're interesting to me, and I think they have some truth um, if we modify some terms into a seven-dimensional metaphysics um, akin to what Ra presented. And so down the page, on the page, Spaceman, Friends, and Foes, Part 1, Trevor James, 1957, again from Uh, borderlandsciences.org. He writes, The information that follows, and the comment on it by myself, is presented with but one purpose in mind, to clarify the saucer mystery for all who earnestly seek an answer. I do not ask that all that is written should be accepted as fact, despite its origin. Every single thing written should be turned over to the reader's critical judgment, scrutinized, weighed, evaluated, and either accept or cast out in accordance with what these faculties dictate meaning the faculties of your reason and analysis one thing can be taken as certain the messages are authentic communications through telepathy by myself in the conscious waking state at no time was I under any form of control seen or unseen the messages have assumed their particular character because of my sincere insistence upon valid and useful information of high grade and he makes a quip, says, I was not interested in finding out whether Mrs. Venus has a washing machine and a mixmaster, but rather in what her husband was doing flying around this planet. I have had, I have at no time been interested in prophecy, but rather in seeking out explanations of various phenomena which have been observed in connection with the flying saucers. <clears throat> so again, this is uh, 60 years ago. Okay? This is some choice material from the Space Brothers phenomenon in the 1950s, some of which I believe surely produced um, important, true information from Confederation sources. And you can see it in the book Secrets of the UFO that, um, that comes from l Research as a precursor for the raw material. He goes on, The messages were compiled from notes made during receptions, that is, during reception of all of the information All pertinent material, names, and other portions, likely to suffer from memory lapses, were written down. Immediately upon terminating the contact, the messages were compiled into written form, as close to verbatim as possible. The messages were received from Ashtar, who identifies himself as Commandant, Vela Quadra Sector, Realms of Share, All Projections, All Waves. All right. now that doesn't impress me um it's a black little little black mark or uh, red flag nevertheless in my personal view um mm, some of these early communications that where people believed it was Ashtar may have been a positive confederation source using the name of Ashtar and there may be some entity or group named Ashtar or something like that but um later communications ashtar command and all that many of them i think are are faulty and uh, fraudulent and troublesome but again you've got to look at each particular communication one person who says i'm channeling ashtar and another one one may be receiving true information from a true confederation source that's not named ashtar and another one might be receiving it from um a deceptive negative entity on the astral plane or 40 negative And another person may be simply making it up as they speak and believe it's channeling. And yet, some of what they speak may be useful in true philosophy or spiritual teaching. So it's very complicated, and people have to um, be careful and don't throw everything out, don't make summary judgments quickly. But uh, look at the material and see what you think. We know that. Uh, Skeptics um, are irrational and unneeded. So, going on. Uh let us begin um uh, <clears throat> Trevor James goes on let us begin with one interesting phenomenon observed frequently in connection with the flying saucers which everyone had wondered about and um I'm just going to go to the Q&A uh and I'm just going to go down the page rather than get too much into his commentary between the the channel passages his question what is the relationship between the sightings of spacecraft and the proximity of Mars to Earth. Quote, answer, this is again Ashtar, supposedly, there is in fact no real relationship, only one which seems to present. When Mars approaches Shan, Earth, and that is actually a very old theosophical term for Earth is Shan. When Mars approaches Shan, There is what I shall describe as an etheric reaction between the two. The result of this reaction is that craft in your skies become more easily visible to your optics. In actual fact, there are no more and no less craft in your skies during Mars proximity than at any other time. The difference lies in what is available to your physical optics. And he goes on, question. Great controversy in the saucer world has long surrounded the exact nature of the beings operating the spaceships. What type of beings are they? Are you, quote, etheric beings, or are you possessed of a fleshly physical body such as mine? Um, I will actually comment after I finish the sections. Uh, And so, bear in mind that, that the word etheric was used uh, is a very sloppy term it covers many dimensional energy fields right is is sixth density etheric in the raw material sixth density energy field is called the etheric or the form maker body the form maker level sixth density the etheric field which is intelligent energy but that's not exactly what's being meant here the answer i am etheric i do not have a fleshly body like yours bounded by flesh but it is possible for me to make my being visible to your optics by certain changes in its vibratory rate. He questioned, this would mean you are normally invisible to us. The answer, yes. As you are an etheric being, are there other etheric beings visible to you? The answer is yes, although not exactly in terms of optical vision as you know it, meaning more of a um, synesthetic Or unified senses perception not simply visual by eyes question from your statement that you are etheric am I to presume that you've evolved beyond the stage of a physical and astral body so you see we're gonna see down in further material here uh, we're talking about three different levels physical astral etheric and um, that is one those dimensional uh, those terms are associated with dimensional levels, are associated with particular extraterrestrial groups and I'm not throwing out the raw material, I'm just <clears throat> offering this to you so you can find what whatever truth you may and um, inter- in, in, interject it into, or introduce it into or uh, leaven it into uh, what of the raw material and, and universal metaphysics or cosmology, you, you come to see is true. But there are three levels we're talking here: physical, astral, etheric. The basic idea is that the the positive E.T.s here are being called etheric. Um, negative entities are associated with astral and physical. And um, we know that there are higher, fourth density, fifth density negative entities: Orion and uh, service to self entities. So, this is not a complete presentation, obviously. Anyway, the question, I presume you've evolved beyond the stage of a physical and astral body. Answer, correct. I do not possess a physical casing of the dense type such as yours. I am definitely etheric, as are all people on other planets in this solar system. However, this does not mean that we are invisible to each other as we are to you under normal circumstances. We see each other and live much as you do, but we do not have this dense physical casing which you possess. The advantages, benefits, and comforts of this form of living are enormous, and the irritations of a fleshly envelope are most uncomfortable. Unless we choose to convert the vibratory frequency of our bodies to one which is visible to your optics, we remain invisible to your people. Highly evolved people with a good psychic eye, as you call it, can frequently see us in vaporous form, although we may be invisible to other earthlings in the same location. When your clairvoyants travel to our civilizations on other planets, they see and are able to interpret our lives because they are not using their physical eyes, but rather their astral or psychic sight to which we are visible just as though we were physical. So, uh... He's in the, you know, the, the the source is saying yes I don't have a physical body uh, yes we are in quote etheric bodies visible to each other but invisible to you um, such an etheric or energy body form is certainly much more comfortable <laughs> with many benefits yes indeed um, we can make ourselves apparent to you by uh, converting the vibratory frequencies of their bodies basically uh, down downstepping their vibratory rate um, that's very commonly understood uh highly evolved people or those who are clairvoyant can see them in some form clairvoyance uh of other type may go out of body or do remote viewing or astral journey or something and see them in higher dimensional um you know non physical um Uh, realms higher dimensional other planets civilizations or something obviously they're using uh, their psychic awareness or astral or uh, higher senses Uh, we know all about that Uh, question when you become visible to our optics does the person who sees you know that you are a quote converted etheric meaning uh, if a person sees you after you've downstepped your vibratory rate and appear physical would they necessarily know you're not physical but just temporarily and the answer is not as a rule the conversion can be made so completely that a physical person encountering us thinks that we too are physical and that's similar to men in black who are not you know benevolent etherics or benevolent confederation higher dimensional beings but Thought constructs, the Ross talked about, but can certainly be um, downstepped and appear very tangible and substantial and solid. What of question? What of those who claim to have been taken up in your craft? So abductions and this was going on in the 50s. That was already happening, uh, as well as on ship visitations and things like that. Uh, this was obviously uh, well developed already in the 50s. Answer in our contacts with earthlings we have to be careful not to go beyond their understanding in these instances the ships and all entities within them are converted to a vibrational level at which they had the substance of physical things as known to you whether the experience was physical or astral is not known to some people who had the experience and so people can have the experience of being taken aboard a ship um for negative type action, like abduction, probing, and all that. Or communication. And um, some of it's real, meaning truly higher dimensional, or astral, or you know, benevolent. And some of it's not. Some people fool themselves. Some people think they had it, but they didn't. Some people are mind controlled. There's all sorts of things going on. One explanation does not fit all, ever, in metaphysics, or in psychology. (laughs) So... There are multiple cases, each is unique, and um, people have to be very careful in interpreting um, claimed metaphysical experience, of course. But, again, the point is that uh, in a true metaphysical um, taking on the craft experience, whether positive or negative, uh, there is the downgrading of their vibrational frequency so as to appear physical, or be experienced as physical question the astral and etheric concepts are difficult to grasp but first answer persist and have faith there is much to learn indeed there's much to learn going further uh, talking about fireballs in the 50s reported in various parts of the US Hmm. question are these fireballs dropped from your craft what is their purpose and here's a very interesting answer. <clears throat> the fireballs, what meteors? The fireballs are nullifiers for certain radioactive effects which our scientists do not even know they are releasing. These nullifiers prevent the poisoning of your people and are released upon the orders of our heavenly Father, Logos. We cannot intervene actively in the cessation of such experiments, but we do what we must do all possible to prevent the wanton destruction of human life resulting from these experiments and the question is it has been noted that the air contains a large percentage of copper after these fireballs have been seen answer this is true this is part of the fireballs functions for the most part the fireballs are seen in the vicinity of atomic installations and laboratories but not all fireballs are ours and all do not have the same purpose okay so you see (laughs) It's very subtle. It's complicated. You cannot one one explanation does not fit all ever. Don't ever fall into that. So there are multiple sources of so-called fireballs. There are multiple purposes for them. But the ones that at least these uh, purported confederation representatives uh, connection connecting with uh, Mr. James here Trevor in the 50s are saying is to prevent poisoning of the people and nullify radioactive effects. I imagine that's been done quite a lot since the 50s and uh, nuclear age. Going further, uh, something related... Uh, a question, question. A question which has greatly disturbed me. This is Trevor James Constable writing. A question which has greatly disturbed me concerns the rumors of an underground race on this planet. I would appreciate any information you can give me. What about d and what about what's going on and this has some bearing on the uh, contacts at South America so you uh, spooks and agents take note and uh bump up bump up the talk here and send it along quote answer. At the core of your planet there dwells a greatly degenerated race, an astral race, I mean not physical, which is degenerate not so much in science, but in every moral respect, as you know and understand it. They are capable of space flight within the astral regions around the Earth, but are Earth-bound. They are the forces of Uranus, whom you call Satan. They emerge at the South Pole. On your surface, they have allies who are without mercy and without morals. I give you this information that you may be aware of their existence. I enjoin you to forever close any researches into this astral activity in the interests of your own safety. Be on your guard always. Be careful and vigilant. So a very the kind of um, serious um, Rejoinder, the kind of serious counsel given here at the end of this uh, this passage, similar to Ra, um, basically uh, suggesting in very subtly, but I I felt quite firmly to Don in the in the contacts. Um, don't keep persisting in exploring Orion and the negatives. It's good to know, and Ra actually gave them a lot, Don, a lot of information. But if you go on and on and on um you will attract their contact <laughs> you will attract them if you know and so the longer you peer into the depths of evil um the more that evil will come to influence you it's very common and so um one should be careful and so uh do whatever you want but it's a law of nature that the more you um Energy follows thought, and so if the thought and attention is directed towards um, the research, study, deep knowing of evil and negativity, negative beings, uh, it will increasingly influence you. Period. That's a law. And so, if you want love, focus on love. Um, But if you focus on evil, uh, it will uh, more and more affect you um the question is why are you doing it and so uh this is a warning but the the point here is that yeah there's a there are it's sometimes called deros d-e-r-o-d uh like um de-evolved so yes indeed and there was something called the shaver mysteries which was uh, uh discredited and is it true is it not true but at least the answer here which people can consider is that um Under the planet, uh, in the subterranean portion of the planet that Ra had also talked about, yes, there is a degenerated beings, maybe they're Maldek, but they're astral, they're not physical. However, they're in the astral regions under the Earth, like hell. But they're capable of space flight. But astral space flight, the meaning invisible to us, but sometimes they become visible. (laughs) Their astral craft coming from the center of the Earth sometimes become visible and sometimes not, or usually not. But they come from the South Pole. Mm. They have allies on the surface. Mm, I wonder who. Could they be Satanists and uh, Nazis and New World Order Illuminists? Probably so. They have allies who are without mercy and without morals, obviously. Uh, Be on your guard, be careful, vigilant, and um, don't fall into fascination with evil. And so... The point that that Trevor makes here is that he says, after here then was the beginning of the real explanation of the hostile spacecraft, the higher forces, the true interplanetary forces are etheric, the hostile ones astral and of this earth. Wrong. Sorry. One point is not the whole of a matter. And you see again, humans are, there's something wrong with human mind. Uh, Just because this is true doesn't mean that this being true is the only true. This true, you know, it's like uh, uh, I say the sun rose here in Taiwan, and then somebody says, "No, I'm in uh, Fiji. The sun rose here in Fiji," and I said, "No, it rose in Taiwan." They say, "No, it rose in Fiji." Well, how about it rose in both places? Ooh, and so to say that the hostile, neg- hostile ones are astral and of this worth only because that's part of what's said is uh, wrong in, in a view of um, higher dimensional negative beings, of Orion, 4th density, 5th density negative entities, meaning there is a negative path, there is a surface to self path. So, some of the hostile ones are astral of this Earth. Others are higher dimensional, not of this Earth. Can we consider that? So, people should not latch onto one datum one idea that may be true, and consider that that's only the only truth. There are many, many truths. Truth is very, very complicated. So, I'm going to the right. Doesn't mean I'm not going to the left simultaneously, even. Meaning, there's uh, you know, non-locality, and there are many things going on simultaneously, many of which are contradictory or um, apparently incompatible. So, <laughs> let us be subtle, let us be broad-minded and consider truth uh, wherever it is and keep keep um, searching and keep finding and when we find keep finding keep looking so the real explanation of hostile spacecraft includes uh, perhaps beings that are astral under the earth whose uh, craft become a uh, become visible sometimes But to just say that all the negative ones are of this earth and all the positive ones are interplanetary is not, in my view, obviously, is not true at all. There's much more going on um, than one channeling reveals. So further down, some questions about it. Question, in our solar system, are there any other physical beings like us? Answer, no. All beings on other planets in your solar system are etherics, meaning higher dimensional. On your planet, as you now know, there are two kinds of beings, physical and astral. Actually, there are more than that. Outside the Earth-Moon system, in your solar system, all are etheric. And so this channeling talks a lot about the, the Earth-Moon system, and we'll see more of that. It's very interesting. Theosophy, um, some of Bailey Blavatsky got into this a little bit, the, um, the negative entities of the Moon and um why is a full moon associated with uh, evil and werewolf and scary things and vampires and all that well there is some astral um activation um and negative entities that are astral being activated or uh acting more 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 strongly uh, associated with lunar cycles so the point from this source is um, outside the earth-moon system uh, other beings in the solar system are etheric, meaning uh, I think etheric is a stand-in for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh density higher dimensional while astral plane is third dimensional as physical is third, densital, third density space-time so the metaphysics or the, the the cosmologicals are very important if you want to Get a sense of um, cosmic structure and the the players um, who relate to humanity. How far, question, how far from the surface of the earth in our measure do the astral regions extend? And so there is a physical counterpart to the astral, although the astral is invisible. <clears throat> the answer here is 125,000 miles. Some people may have made some bells, may go off with that. 125,000 miles within them astral beings are confined at certain times of the year meaning lunar and annual cycles travel to the moon is possible to the astrals when the astral shells of the two bodies overlap when these shells separate however any entities on the moon are cut off from the earth until the next time the astral shells overlap no physical or astral entity can go beyond the earth moon system now I don't know what that if that's true but um, this um, mm, kind of astrophysics meta astrometaphysics where the uh, astral region doesn't go beyond 125,000 miles from the surface that confines astral beings associated with the degenerated immoral race under the earth but that they can go to the Moon when the astral shell of Earth and Moon overlaps when the Moon is close, right? Full Moon, or sometimes Lunar proximity. Uh, And then when they disengage or the astral shells, then they can't. So there may be some correlation. (laughs) This is um, not my area, but um, somebody may find this interesting. Going down further... Um, question, what is the na- nature of the astral regions around the earth? Answer, the astral world is divided into two broad sections, according to his view. First, there are the bodiless entities from your surface, the so-called dead people, who must become incarnate again in order to quant- qualify to pass on completely to the etheric state. Some of these entities are waiting, awaiting what will be their last incarnation. Others meaning others on the astral world of the astral plane in the higher section, or other, not higher, I guess, Uh, lower, in fact. (laughs) Others are those who have had their carnate, meaning their physical existence, terminated abruptly or accidentally, such as soldiers and criminals. All these entities have in common the intense desire to become fleshly once more in order that they may either carry out something left undone, or else may qualify to be no longer earth-bound when their incarnations terminate this is the garden of waiting there are also the monstrosities and phantasmagoria which are degenerate thought-forms the other great section or it means of uh, other great section of the astral world is the astral regions of evil which surround and interpenetrate earth inhabited by beings who are forever disincarnate and forever earthbound by decree of the great God of the universe, these beings cannot enter the garden of waiting. It is against these forces that we of the etheric world are warring. And that discussion of the warring will continue, and in fact we will <laughs> this is going to probably go to three weeks uh, because I have another page of channeling to read. Uh this this um Description of the astral plane uh, which in my understanding represents um, third density higher subplanes three point four point five point six point seven the time space portion of third density non physical uh, lower higher. Now this is not really two broad sections, <laughs> this is multiple uh, sections presented. First you have people who've died, um, who are basically uh, preparing for reincarnation. Uh, And we see the hint here where uh, he's saying that um, these are people who must um, incarnate again in order to qualify, to pass on completely, meaning graduate, uh, to the etheric state, quote, etheric state which here basically identifies the etheric state as fourth dimensional and above that's all and so to pass on completely to the etheric means from 3d required incarnation to uh, fourth density and higher require you know uh, allowable incarnation so some people in the astral this garden of waiting are waiting for the last incarnation yeah Then at a lower level, or another portion of this garden of waiting, those that are waiting for incarnation, are people who've had traumatic death. Soldiers, criminals, so on. And and saying that um, both those that are awaiting their last incarnation, and those that had traumatic death, and those who are simply you know, not near the last incarnation, but waiting to reincarnate, have in common an intense desire to become fleshly once more. And so, the basis for human incarnation, indeed, is a deep mind desire to be incarnate uh, for experiences of the physical. But it can be with an understanding that uh, further experiences of the physical are needed for soul purification, moral development, basically, love you know fourth fifth sixth chakra activation that's what we're talking about so as to be free of the need to keep repeating or cycling in third density while others simply have strong sensual desires then we've got lower astral um phant- monstrosities phantasmagoria degenerate thought forms right so the lower portion of the astral raw talked about this are thought forms then you also have um, um so-called hell beings, the hell realm, <laughs> you know. And so thought forms are not ensouled, but there's, there are ensouled entities that are in, quote, astral regions of evil. They surround, so the astral plane is up in the atmosphere, but it also is, is interpenetrating uh, the physical earth. So the astral time-space realms, uh, what I would call 3.4 to 3.7, uh, but certainly, time, space, uh, interpenetrate the physical earth and interpenetrate levels of the atmosphere. And so, here is some notion of beings forever disincarnate, forever earthbound. I'm not sure how that happens. Um, so I wouldn't. That doesn't. You know, it, it. It doesn't match the metaphysics I'm familiar with, meaning beings stay in some realm forever. But. Uh, that's that's the point made here, maybe true, may not be, maybe things obviously I don't know anything about uh or it's somewhat mistaken, <laughs> just like the view that um etherics um you know the the etherics are all of one type, and so to just say etheric actually means beings of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh dimension um which are quite different. So in Buddhism we're talking about 31 planes. Uh, here we're just talking about physical, astral, etheric. But there are these different systems of, of cos, uh, cosmology uh, can be um, integrated, and that's what uh, I seek to do, and you can do it yourself. So uh, what's interesting here is this the point that um, these astral regions of evil, which indeed surround meaning interpenetrate the atmosphere and interpenetrate the earth meaning are co-locational co- uh, with the physical earth like down is hell under the earth that is lower astral yes uh, those beings can't enter the garden of waiting so they are uh, cordoned off from um, middle or upper astral in which beings are uh, preparing, you know preparing for the next incarnation not just waiting actually it is against these forces that we of the etheric world are warring. Uh, okay. Question What form does this war take? Is it a clashing of spaceships in combat? <laughs> the shallow view. Answer It is not a matching of violences, as you suggest, but a battle for the control of earthly minds. Even the word control here is problematic. Our remember, this is coming this is conscious channeling, right? So it's Mr Trevor um who or whose mind determined what words to use um, to some degree so that's why he's talking battle and talking about control it is not a matching of violences as you suggest but a battle for the control of earthly minds our purpose is to overcome the destructive influence the physically violent influence which the dark ones seek to exert over mankind our purpose is to nullify the astral influence by restraining beings devoted to destruction and physical violence the dark ones seek to relegate the whole world to the darkness wherein they dwell and have power and thereby increase their influence further our task as decreed by the heavenly father is to nullify overpower and banish the work of the dark ones by good influences upon humanity this is the true nature of the battle rather than spacecraft versus spacecraft. So there you go. It's the war in heaven. Very much akin to the fourth density, this may be one way of talking about the Confederation, fourth density holding action against Orion that Ra discussed for different fourth density positive Confederation groups uh, rotating ever in uh, spiritual activity, counterbalancing, neutralizing Orion influence. Uh, very much like what's going on here, except here it's discussed in terms of astral. And so, um, the missing portion is that uh, Orion is not astral. <laughs> Orion is 4D and 5D negative, mainly 4D negative. And that's what Ra was, dis- uh, who Ra uh, indicated was on the negative side in this war in heaven. Here it's being presented as astral, Okay. There's probably both going on. And so, beings devoted to destruction and physical violence, yeah. There are uh, quite a number of them um, on the earth, under the earth, around the earth, in the astral, in the physical. Uh, And that's, you know, we don't war against uh, human powers, but against, uh, you know, it's not human foe, but powers and principalities, evil and wickedness in high places. High places meaning astral and 4D negative, particularly. So, um, the dark ones, the negatives, relegate. they seek to relegate the whole world to the darkness wherein they dwell and have power to make 3D, to make Earth hell, to make Earth uh, an evil realm like where they live, to make space-time uh, akin to the lower astral. That's what they're doing. What do you think? You know, look at vigilant citizen, look at uh, occult Babylonian rituals uh, going on at uh, halftime shows, look at spirit cooking, look at uh, the evils of human leadership, all sorts of things um, trying to make earth hell, trying to degrade humanity and um, influence humanity to degrade itself, to animalize, to primitivize, um, to basically um, demoralize itself, uh, moral uh, self-degradation. That's what's being taught by negative entities, and the positive entities counteract that, decreed by the Heavenly Father. So, it, you know, if you if you have a problem with all evil, take it to the big man, take it to the Logos. It's the Logos that wants that to be. And if the Logos didn't want it to be, it wouldn't be. And so... That's Is that not my scheme? I didn't make it up. Uh, the Logos lets that evil ride, because, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a cosmic plan of polarity. And um, the Logos wishes to experience uh, light and dark, or the full infinite potential of its infinite nature. Its infinite true nature includes uh, potentials for all, all infinite possibility, including rank evil and these destructive, uh, wicked people and uh, astral entities. Hey, hey, that's the creation we're living in. Question. These astrals from the Earth's core, I take it, are the D-Row? Um, it's sort of de-evolutionary. Um, um, I forgot the, the exact basis of that, but it's something, a book called The Shaver Mysteries, and it was discredited, or it's real, who knows. The answer, anyway, are these astrals from the Earth's core, are they Dero? Answer, no. The Dero are no longer confined in the caves of legend and story, but are reincarnated again upon your surface. Many of your eminent scientists eh, on Earth, driving forward with the perfection of ever more prodigious blast forces, are reincarnated Deros, Because of their prior lives as cannibals and degenerate beings, they are prone to exert themselves for destructive ends since they fall easily under the astral influence. So we've got negative astrals and uh, benevolent and That's pretty much the metaphysics uh, cosmologicals presented here. Uh, There are (laughs) benevolent astrals way up at the higher levels, by the way. 3.6, 3.7 3.6, 3.7 are astral ashrams, and I assure you they're quite positive. Uh, and there are um, so called etherics or fourth and fifth density negative entities too. So it's a little bit more complicated, but um, the Deros, I think, are probably Maldek souls. And so the idea that they're reincarnated on the surface means they're reincarnated in human body again. Who are they? I don't know. But. Um, To say that there are uh, reincarnated Maldeks, Maldek souls that are scientists (laughs) who in their prior lives were cannibals and degenerate beings Um, is a a little, a little of a stretch, but possible. So degenerate scientists, Uh, you can find them. Uh, They talk about AI. They want to robotize and uh, transhuman people. They want to uh, turn humans into zombies and machines and robots. Uh, or have them extinguish humanity. Uh, so, eminent science, many, not all, many of your eminent scientists on Earth driving forward at the perfection of ever more prodigious blast forces, meaning destructive weaponry, are reincarnated deros, past lives as criminals or cannibals and degenerate beings, prone to exert themselves for destructive ends. Um, by the fruit of their, by the fruit shall ye know them, Since they fall easily under the astral influence and so lots of negative humans are partially possessed or significantly possessed by negative entities who are astral and a negative astral influence overshadowing quasi-possession it's very common not unusual Um, a little bit more some questions about um, etheric substance which um, looks to me like a uh, higher dimensional fourth fifth sixth seventh dimensional rupa a rupa in buddhism i wish to ask a question or two concerning etheric substance answer we will be glad to answer whatever we can for you we wish to arm you with as much knowledge as possible and are limited in this only by your power to assimilate it i do not wish to talk over your head but we will supply you with knowledge to the limit of your understanding how, diff- how different <laughs> this channeling is from uh, <clears throat> modern new Ages that are saying, Dear ones, we love you so much, we're so proud of you, we're so happy. I wonder why. Hmm, I wonder why this seems so rational and scientific and um, uh, logical, analytical, reasonable, rational, calm, measured, careful, while much modern channeling seems very emotional and um, sentimental and feeling based hmm i wonder why maybe uh, the channeler influences the level of reception what's received who's contacted what who's transmitting and how it comes out seems to be but the the <laughs> intelligence of this presentation or this type of dialogue um seems to surpass a lot of modern channelings to me which seem very emotional and sentimental and schmaltzy, and um, cotton candy, um, lovey-dovey, and very shallow, frankly. Here we got some real information. So, uh, I do not wish to talk over your head, but we will supply you with knowledge to the limit of your understanding. Question, I'm puzzled by the concept of etheric matter. For example, there's one case on record where one of our jet aircraft flew right through a spaceship without hitting anything solid whatever are your ships made of a vaporous substance or are they a different form of earthly matter and this is a very interesting answer here answer we have all the elements you know about on earth and many more the etheric form of these metals differs in its atomic and molecular structure from earth made metals for example the distance between the nucleus and the orbiting electrons of the etheric iron nucleus is much greater than in iron as you know it on earth. This permits the atoms of earthly steel to pass right through the atoms of etheric steel in such a way that nothing happens to either form of steel. The etheric steel enjoys a higher vibratory rate than earthly steel and is therefore not apparent to earthly vision or if you prefer physical eyesight. Under circumstances uh, under certain circumstances, it becomes visible as in the presence of certain atmospheric gases of Shan, Earth, or at will in accordance with the desire or of the controlling intelligence. No matter how great the mass of etheric substance, even a spaceship measuring many miles across in your measure, physical matter cannot damage or injure it or its contents. So, um, the reports of um, UFOs brought down by uh, radio waves or, uh, you know, microwaves or some kind of human technology uh, would not be fourth and fifth and sixth dimensional ship or ships. Uh, It would be astral or physical. Again, there's so much going on. There are many sources of craft. There are many interpretations for the appearance of any so-called craft the apparent appearance the the appearance of an apparent craft it could be a thought form obviously could be a hallucination it could be an astral it could be a fourth or fifth dimensional sixth dimensional uh, based manifestation it could be a combination of those so but uh, the idea that there's etheric iron <laughs> or etheric steel uh, versus physical and the atoms um, the space of the atoms The the atomic space, spaciousness of the atoms is far greater is an interesting idea. Uh, But this is, you know, this is the um, metaphysics of higher dimensional substance. And it's not my specialty. But it's interesting, and some people may find it useful. I'm getting close to the end here. Um, Going down... When you speak of making etheric matter visible at will, is this the way that George Adamski was permitted to take his now famous photographs? The answer is yes. Ether ships, quote, quote, ether ships, as they have been called on your surface, have been made visible to and for certain individuals selected upon your surface, of whom Adamski is one. Normally, the ships are part of the invisible world. Question. If one were to develop astral vision or the psychic eye, would he then see the ships? And that's a very interesting question because some there's a you know there are levels of non-physical vision. <laughs> there's the, the vision that can see the electro, uh, the biochemical electrical field, the bioelectrical field, like an aura. So some people can see some levels of the bioelectrical field. Some people can see an astral. see astral form some people can see all levels of astral form but not uh, you know but others can see only some levels of astral form others can see uh, higher dimensional which is I think what he means by etheric and so this is an answer interesting answer here uh, to the question if somebody has astral vision will they see the ships see how simple humans think oh okay I'll have astral vision Now I'll see the ships (laughs) First of all, there are many levels of spiritual vision. Secondly, there are many levels of reality that can or cannot be seen. So the, the people should grow up and realize these things are very complicated and there it's not just a matter of oh I have uh, I have this so I get that. <laughs> there are many levels of getting this and there are many levels of that that can or cannot may or may not be gotten. Answer is no. Not unless the vibratory rate of the ship were converted to the vibratory range of astral vision. And this is still above physical. Remember, the etheric vibratory rate is higher than the astral. Very few physical humans have some perception of the etheric, but they are not normal people as you know them, and for the most part dwell in very secluded places. As a general rule, perception of the etheric through vision cannot be accomplished except through the will of the etheric, meaning the being, converting etheric substance to a vibratory level where it is physically visible. So we've got etheric and its visibility. We've got astral, we've got physical and their visibility. We've got the level of the being who can or cannot see uh, astral levels or etheric levels. The etheric higher than the astral in this schema. Indeed, very few physical humans, meaning humans in body, can perceive beyond the astral and here it said that they're not normal indeed they're adepts in the forest and for the most part dwell in very secluded places this is what i've said for a long time obviously yeah there are third and fourth stage awakened here but you won't find them they're not uh at the body mind spirit expos and they don't write books and they don't present publicly you can't even find them They don't want to be found. <laughs> they, they they're too sensitive, you know? The most delicate birds appear very quiet very there's a bird that's appeared here in the morning sometimes very early, about five five thirty. And he basically doesn't do a bird call, he speaks. <laughs> he he there is no repetition. It's not like qua He basically goes <coughs> all sorts of He's talking. He's not chanting. He's talking. And he doesn't come every morning. (laughs) He comes only for about five minutes, and he's gone. That's like these people (laughs) that are real adepts. They just appear, and they're gone. Like the super-duper amazing butterflies that one can see. They're only in the deep mountains. They don't go further. They're too sensitive to be... um, I, they're too sensitive for coarse vibrations, and so this kind of high level spiritual development uh is associated with great sensitivity like a v- like a highly polished mirror and the highly polished mirror can't remain highly polished um if it's in near the hustle and bustle of humanity uh even the hustle and bustle of nature it's not in the farms it's deep deep in the mountains not near the farms and the farms are far from the city so you've got the city and you've got the the town and the village and the farms and then you've got the inhabited areas and then you've got the forest and then you've got the deep deep forest and that's where the most sensitive remain generally and so uh, for the most part dwell in very secluded places um, and in general most people don't have higher dimensional vision at best they have some level of astral perception and astral vision and actually that's all we're going to do for today <laughs> next time uh we're going to pick up in the next section of channeling or received messages um about um the nature of the core of the earth and some commentary that he's made on um Uh, George Adamski. So, we'll start next time with this um, uh, middle section here about what's the nature of the core of our planet. Is it solid or hollow? Um, And talk about, again, the distinction between physical, astral, and etheric beings. Physical, astral, and etheric life. Positive and negatively oriented beings of the physical, astral, and etheric where in here the etheric is pretty much only positive higher dimensional and astral is somewhat mixed Um, those in the garden of waiting needing to come back to 3d incarnation and then thought form entities and then negatively oriented entities and how that relates to the planet, you know, the center of the earth how it relates to the moon, how it relates to the south pole how it relates to UFO appearances, ships seen and contacting and um we'll take this another couple of weeks and then also get go from spacemen friends and foes to they live in the sky which is another interesting channeling but we're just going to read a few passages from it and that'll be it so i hope this was helpful it's certainly very interesting Uh, please take good care of yourselves see you next time and good night